My name is Angie, and I grew up in Charlotte. My mom moved to Charlotte uh, when she was very young, 19, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, she's from Florida. Uh, but my grandmother, and her name is Susan, and my grandmother is a true Southern Belle. She grew up in Abbeville, South oh, Carolina. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Her name is Floyce. Floyce. Oh. <laughs> but your mom's name is what? Susan. Susan. Okay. <laughs> but Floyce. Susan was raised by Floyce. Oh, Floyce. Floyce. And Floyce. that's, I got to tell you, that's one I've never heard before. And my grandmother was Lavinia Louise Finfrock Chisholm. Oh, wow. So, wow. but Floyce, I've never heard before. Floyce but Susan that. is who we're focusing mm-hmm. on. Okay. Thank you, Miss Angie. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm Belinda, and I grew up in Fayetteville. But my mother grew up in Wilmington, and oh. her name was Betty Jean. Betty Jean. And everybody calls her Betty Jean. That's from Wilmington. Yes, Betty Jean from Wilmington. Okay. And I'm Sherry, and I grew up in Burnsville, and my mother's name is Dixie. Okay. So so already we have Charmaine, we have Susan, raised by Flois, which we can't leave that out because that's That's integral to the story. We have Betty Jean, and we have Dixie. Yes. That's so fantastic. And then my mom was Lynn Louise Chisholm Allen. So right off the bat, I'm super interested. The The questions that I have, we'll kind of get to later, but I'll, I'll start it off with, a, I, I would like to focus on kind of funny stories because uh, I have a story about my mom that kind of epitomizes exactly who she was. And so as she got older, my mom started misnaming things. So she would get part of it right, but she wouldn't get all of it right. And she, because my mom um, was sick there, you know, the last, gosh, the last decade of her life, she was in a wheelchair. And so she couldn't get out and be about and, you know, spend a lot of time with her granddaughter, Tara, my daughter. And so she would call her on the phone and leave these voicemail messages. And God knows the only thing that's on the landline right now are telemarketers and our parents. <laughs> and so my mom would call and they would have these television shows that they like to watch together. It started way back though, because when she was younger, I remember that she came home and told me a story about when she and a group of friends went to go see a movie and she, they dropped her off, Lynn, get the tickets and they dropped her off. Have I told you this story before? Okay. I don't think anybody else has heard it, but there's, there's an appendage to the story now, an appendix, appendage. I don't know. There's an extra part to the story. But um, but anyway, so her friends dropped her off at the movie theater to get the tickets. And this was back in the 80s. And so she went up to the ticket office. And I, I should have said, my mom is from Savannah, Georgia. Yes. My whole family is. And she said, well, hello. I would like eight tickets to see Silva Adu. And the guy behind the, behind the, in the box office, he was like, what? You want to see what? She goes, Silva Adu. I'd like eight tickets to see Silva Adu. And he goes, Lady, are you saying Silverado? <laughs> and she goes, Oh, yes. And he goes, Lady, that's funnier than the movie. <laughs> and so that was like a running joke for many years. But then later on, it kept going because she, so she would call and leave these messages for Tara. And so she called and left a message and said, Oh, Tara, 
uh, turn it on channel six. Um, all you can do is dance is on tonight. <laughs> so I don't know if she was combining. So you think you can dance and what's the other one? What's the other one? The other uh, dance show. Dance like Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the yeah. Stars. She let, That's what she meant was Dancing <laughs> with the Stars. But she said, oh, town, honey, don't forget tonight on Channel 6, all you can do is dance. Because that's, that's all you can do is dance. And then the when I had to finally correct her, because I wouldn't correct her. Because what's the point, you know? When I finally had to correct her, um, was she called and she said, oh, honey, Tell Tara, I just saw this most precious movie. She's got to see it. It's with that boy. He's a Southern boy. You'd know him. Um, but the name of the movie is, oh, what is the name of that movie? What is it? How to Do a Guy in Two Weeks. Oh, <laughs> stop. How to Do a Guy in Two Weeks. I was like, Mom, that is not the name of the movie. It was close. It was, I was like, Mom, that's a whole other movie. So anyway, I did correct her on that I one. But, but that was... Was just I, I don't know and it was just something that was always Precious. so fun and sweet and she was trying to connect. have it yes yeah, she was trying to connect and and but bless mm. her heart she could not so that's anyway awesome. that so that's kind of a story that I would like something fun well, I, or fun. I was not, okay so good you my got grandmother one. used to call when we had like a an answering machine where we, we would call and she would leave a message she would say Dear Lauren, blah, 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 love Gigi. Like, like she was, was writing a letter. letter. It was a letter. Yeah. Dear Lauren, awesome. Love Gigi. It's we're not, not a letter. We're not no doing that. No salutation needed. Well, what about Susan? Does, what, what's some of Susan's fun antics? I just remember my mother was so young when she had me, so she was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I always remember her wearing her little flowered mini skirts. Yeah. She always had some type of scarf, you know, yeah, done up did. with the hair. And, and she would spend um, this, this just hours on a Saturday. It would be her, her time to have her beauty day. And um, I remember that the old, you know, dryer with a long hose yes. that, with the cap. And she'd have her hair up in the yeah. rollers. The hair dryer, yeah. Yeah, she was well before that. She had to steam her face over the, um, oh, over the over the uh, boiling pot oh, on the stove. Dangerous. And, and, and put a towel over her head. Okay. And then and then she would go in and she'd put Pond's cold cream all over her face. Yeah. That was her thing. And yeah. then she'd put her hair in the rollers and then the, you know, and she'd paint her toenails and her fingernails herself. Was this like on the weekend or was this yeah. over a week? Yeah, it was this just was like, like a weekend. Thing. A weekend thing. Did yeah. she still do that? <laughs> Um, she still does that. She still prefers to do, and she still uses Pond's cold cream. Isn't that funny? And so, like, whenever I see Pond, you know, that's a memory from my and childhood. The smell. And the smell of it, right? So, a lot of things that, like, I just watched my mother do. I was fascinated by, yeah. you know, by the beauty regimen and the routine that she had. But she was a very young mom. She was, mm -hmm. you know, 20. Yeah. When she had me. And um, and just 23 when she had my brother. Right. So, but I just remember, you know, when I see, uh, I saw a card one day in, in Hallmark that had a, a picture of that old hair dryer. <laughs> and, yeah. and on the front of it, you know, it had a picture. It said, remember these? Or yeah. Remember this? Yeah. And you opened it up and it says, yep, you're old. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's so <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, things yeah. like that and just... Just funny things I remember it about, you know, being at home with my mom when I was, you know, when I was little and just, 
you know, she always, she just, she always made my birthday so special. She always made cakes from scratch, you know, and, yeah. and we always had a celebration, even if it was, you know, just us. Right. Um, but she, she was a great homemaker. Um, and she eventually did go back and get her degree and got her master's degree wow. and went back to work. So, I mean, she really, you know, she, I watched that whole transformation. That's something that your mom is doing too, Lauren. Mm -hmm. She went back and, and got, mm -hmm. she's a nurse. Mm -hmm. She was a nurse for 17 years. And then she and my dad had a small business for 20 years or something. Yeah. And then when she was 58, she graduated with her master's. Got her, wow. She's a nurse practitioner. And now she's 68 and she's still getting like special certifications and doing <laughs> Preceptorships, but it is too and well, big, especially because yeah. of that generation, you know, all that they really struggle between you know what what they were supposed to do right. and what they wanted to do, and mm -hmm. and then we came along and we were supposed to do everything, mm -hmm. and you know, and we they afforded us that luxury because mm -hmm. you know they lived through that. You know, I got to have the meal on the table and, you know, it needs to be homemade and, you know, uh, got to make sure that the man of the house is, you know, taking, taking care, care of and all of that. And for them to have said, you know, oh, well, wait a minute. Now, yeah. time for That's me, a, too. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. That that whole transformation for her. And she's the same as your mom, Lauren. You know, she still pursues things to challenge, you know, her mind and. And to push herself, and I think that's a great example, you know. But um, you know, I just remember funny things. You know, like she used to say, um, "Well, you know, this kitchen is kind of, you know, is is just a two butt kitchen," and you know, like <laughs> we. <have> a <laughs> And I think she got that from my grandmother because my grandmother used to say that. And when you need to get out of the way, she'd go, oogie, oogie, oogie. That was her thing. <laughs> oogie, so oogie. Just fun things like that. And I just, I remember things that, you know, about like we weren't allowed to run the dishwasher during the day. And I right. couldn't, re re and, and, and my whole life, <laughs> I never ran the dishwasher during the day. I thought that was not allowed. <laughs> right. But then, you know, it's like years later, you figure out the reason why you didn't do that. It's because there was a water shortage at that time. Right. The, you know, and so you're like, it's just. But that was things, ingrained in you. In you little yeah. things that yeah. you're like. Oh. That's awesome. Okay. Belinda, what about you? Betty Jean. Betty Jean. I love Betty. I, I, I know Betty some stories about Betty, Betty Jean. Jean. <laughs> well, Betty Jean was a bit older than y'all's mamas when she had me. So I was 37. By the, I mean, she was 37 yeah. by the time she had me. So I was her fourth child and I was a surprise. Oh. Um, but she was Mrs. Fayetteville. Mrs. Oh, Fayetteville. Mrs. Fayetteville. So she was in the Officially. beauty pageant. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh, my oh my gosh, Betty Jean. And she would go have her hair done every week, you know, the, to get the whole it. deal that you were talking about mm -hmm. with the, you know, thing. And she still does that. But she's so like, she's 86 like now. crown and sash, yeah. Mrs. Fayetteville. Yeah. That's, so, wow, that's, that's cool. fantastic. And um, that's a high bar. Belinda, yes. for you to reach. And some high hair, yeah. I bet. I'll call her today and I'll say, what are you doing? And she'll say, I'm teasing my hair. She fixes it and it's all, you know, perfect. But, but yeah, um, you wouldn't believe her age if you saw her. She still looks pretty good. But um, that was her big thing. Mrs. Fayetteville. I love it. Did she always have a face on? Mm -hmm. She, she always, yeah. 
I'll call her and I'll say, where are you going? I'll say, what are you doing with putting on my face? <laughs> and I'm teasing my hair and I'm what? like, where are you going? She's like, oh, I don't know, nowhere. <laughs> just wow. in case, That's just amazing. in case, you never know who's going to come knocking on the door. So 86. 86. Yeah. Mrs. Fayetteville, I did not know that. That is <laughs> priceless. Oh my gosh. Okay, Sherry. Okay. Dixie. God Dixie. knows Dixie's got to have. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to tell you the story that sums up Dixie. Oh, yay. <laughs> okay. And it's, I'm going to do a short version, but my brother had a brain injury. I know it sounds sad, but it's all good. So whatever. So he's in the hospital and we've gotten really bad news. I mean, and so the preacher's there. there I mean, there's probably 20 people in the hospital with us and we've been up all night long, just crying all night long because they told us he would pass away they they said he is not going to recover so we're just thinking okay so i cried i'm not kidding i didn't know you could even do this tears all night long so the next day i go over to where my mother is sitting amongst all these people and i walk over and she said sherry it would not hurt you any to put some lipstick on And I was like, really, Mom? Today? Lick, lipstick is going to make this all look better? Oh and she said, gosh. well, it would make your lips look better. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. Lipsticks, lipstick, lipstick is her thing. Awesome. You have, she told me I would never get married unless I wore lipstick. And I thought that. I did not wear lipstick. It drove her crazy. My mother is very much about lipstick. Oh, they would be best friends. Mm-hmm. I think I might yes. be best friends with Dixie, yes. too. Yes. <laughs> if you do not, I, I'm I'm going to put on, the, I don't know, I think she's going to be cremated, but it, there will be a sign that says yeah. she was buried in lipstick. Yeah, she had her lipstick on. Whatever. She well, had the lipstick. My, sure. my mom, even in the nursing home at the end, she, you know, she would say, honey, do you have any lipstick? I mean, I lost, like in those last three months, I probably lost seven of my favorite tubes of lipstick. And that's a big deal because I have like nighttime lipstick. Like I've taken all the makeup off and it's time to put the nighttime lipstick that is natural color (laughs) because I, I, I have a problem. I it's it's an issue. I don't I don't know what to do with you myself. You need to meet my mother. But sure. maybe I think that Susan mm-hmm. and Charmaine, Charmaine also have a love of the lipstick. Mm-hmm. That might not need to be like a whole other mm-hmm. a whole um, other show. She told on me. Lipstick. Then she told me after I did get married. She said, "Well, you know, it's a lot easier to marry a man than to keep him. So you need to put lipstick on." Wow. <laughs> Do you put it on before you no, go visit her? No. Never. I so, refuse. This, you, 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 you're drawn. Yeah, now she, it's done. I was like, no. That's well, that's actually kind of a good segue because, you know, these are these fun and funny stories. But there were some kind of psycho things that my <laughs> my mom would do. Yes. Um, and, you know, like a lot of them surrounding beauty. She... You know, when I was a little girl, she would take those pink sponge rollers yes. and wrap my hair up in those pink sponge rollers, which was fine, whatever, not comfortable for a child, but whatever. But then she would take a pair of panties <laughs> and put the panties yeah, on my right. head so that, that the curlers wouldn't. Okay, so yes. we had to do it for a dance, was, but that's what we But did. I would go to bed every night with a pair of panties on my head. <laughs> so w- weird things. 
What like about, like um, the dishwasher thing. What I learned was my mother was cool with everybody else in the world could tell her everything, but I couldn't tell her anything. She would be like, you know, if I said I had a date, you don't need to be going on a date. Yeah. You don't need a boyfriend right now. You just, I'm like, yeah. but mm-hmm. she just doesn't like. Um, Did you guys fight a lot? You and Dixie? Me and Dixie. Well, Dixie doesn't really fight. She just doesn't speak to you when she's mad. At okay. Mm-hmm. But that, for me, was very hard for my sister. She's just like her. So she's just like, okay, fine. We just won't speak for a whole year. I wow. don't care. Yeah. But well, they will was, hold a grudge, won't yes. they? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's, it, that, that, though, I could never let go on. I, I was too much of a, even now, it's like, I don't want her mad at me. Right. I'm 55. It's like, please don't be mad at me. Mm. Oh, actually, I'm 56. I just <laughs> realized I just had a birthday. I messed Take up. It in my Oops. <laughs> a little bit older, but yeah, but still, and even now, it's like, you know, they, they want to tell you what to do no matter how old you are. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wonder it. if it's a, a, a Southern thing, because I just always remember you didn't, you didn't put anything out on the front porch, you know, you, you, whatever it was that was going on. Hide your crazy. Hide your crazy in the house. Do not trot it out on the front porch. But the, the guilt trip, I think that's probably universal. I don't know that that's a, a Southern mother's thing, but I, I didn't ever want, I couldn't stand it if my mom was mad at me. Oh no, me neither. Did y'all feel the same way? Or did nope. you, did you, so you guys thought. You guys thought. No, I don't remember making her mad on purpose, but I remember um, being just fine if we were had a different opinion on something. Would you guys yell? You know, honestly, I'm sitting here thinking about this. I really have very little conflict with my mother. That's honestly complaints about my mom. Right. I don't know. I really don't. I do not have a whole lot of beefs with her. But you don't remember it, like any any sort of. I will tell you. I remember going through a stage of my life that I think everyone goes through, and you know, you know, just growing up. I hated everything about her. Yes. I hated her feet, and I hated her <laughs> face, and I hated her yes. toenails, and yep. I hated her clothes, and I hated her voice, and I hated her music, and I, I mean, just n- nothing about her mm-hmm. yeah. was tolerable to me. But, you know, I think it lasted probably a year. Yeah. Right. And then it was over. Exactly. But I do remember truly not being able to stand the sight of her for a while. Right. And then it was over. I don't think you appreciate how much your mother, like you were saying, how much they did, but you don't really appreciate that as a kid until mm-hmm. you become the mother. And no wonder my mother was this and this and this. Right. And frankly, you know, I've she made got some choices. Everybody that are, yeah. you know, I mean, I think I've made mostly good choices, but there have been plenty of opportunities for her to stand in criticism, and she really hasn't. Yeah. She's just kind of like, let us do our thing, and I think mm-hmm. she worries. I mean, she talks to me a lot about her worries about my brother and stuff. So she probably <laughs> talks to him about how worried she is about the decisions right. that I'm making. Right. But she really, I mean, she just you That's know awesome, lets man. us live in the flow and lets us figure it out. And I really have very few complaints about right. the way that she communicated with us or well, any of that. Well, and that kind of leads into something else. It's like, when did you realize? that your mother was just a woman. Because I remember, as a grown woman, thinking back on my childhood and going, oh, my God, you know, she was just this woman, mom, dealing with life and the choices that she made. 
And you don't think about, as a kid, right. like you said, Sherry, right. you don't think about just your mom is just a woman. Right. Making, living life and making choices. You know, you see them as these, you know, matriarchs, the head of the household, trying to make things good for you. You know, because as children, we're so self-centered. Yes. But is there a moment when you realized that, oh, wait, my mom's, my mom's just a woman? Because we put them on a pedestal. We do because they are our, mo- our mothers, like them or not. You know, best friends with them, not best friends with them. They're something else. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they are seen by us as something else beyond being a woman. They're your mom. Is there a time that you remember that your mom, you do remember. No? I think for me, it was when I had my own daughter is when it really hit me that, yeah. you know, anything that happened was her fault, you know, even from my dad. So yeah. all of us, we blamed her. We ran out of shampoo. It's her fault. You right. Know, it's like everything was her fault. If our hair dryer broke, she'd give me the vacuum cleaner and say, blow it on your hair. <laughs> You know, dry your hair. Yes, she had a solution. Flick it in reverse and blow this thing on your hair. I can't tell you how many days I did that too. And you, I took that vacuum cleaner hose and blew my hair dry. But she had a solution. But I blamed her for every single problem. Well, and now that we're sitting in it. And now, as my 17-year-old blames me for every single little thing that happens, <laughs> right. I'm like, well, I don't know if you have shampoo or not. You know, tell me. Right. It, yeah. And that's when yeah, it, that's I, right. it hit me that, oh, my gosh, keep the household mm-hmm. together. And that, I mean, and she, bless her heart, she did it. I mean, she worked third shift mm-hmm. for a long time. So let's talk about work. It's crazy. Her mom's work. Oh, yeah, I got a good one. Oh, do tell because these moms, they worked in spite of the prejudices and the hardships that were thrown on them in a daily on a daily basis. I mean, in the midst of Me Too and all of that, they lived Me Too. Yes. You know, I mean, they were they were in all of that. So talk about what your moms did work-wise? Well, let me just give a little background because I didn't realize this until I graduated from college and I was a psychology major. And, you know, most (laughs) psychology majors and people who go on to get their master's degrees in counseling at some point will go through counseling themselves. Sure. (laughs) Yes. So in the midst of one of those years, um, I was, you know, had some things to work through and I was talking to my, my then therapist about, you know, my mom and just how, you know, what was lacking and all the things that went wrong. And again, not that it was blaming mom's fault, but I got some perspective during that time when, you know, I had a conversation with my mom about what was really going on in her life when she got pregnant with And that was an awakening because she was in college and it was the sixties. Wow. And you didn't get pregnant in college, right, got right. married after college, and then had your kids, right. right, if that's the way you were planning to live your life. So this was not something that she was choosing, and she really sacrificed a lot to to have me. To be your mom. Sacrificed, sacrificed her. I mean, she could have yeah. done a lot of different, she mm-hmm. had several choices. Um, but my southern grandmother brought her home. Flaunts. Floyce. 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 I'm sorry. Oh. Who's Floyce? Oh, you you could flounce around. Floyce <laughs> could flounce around. And she really 
they championed me, my mm-hmm. grandparents, and, and really made it okay. And they got married yeah. before I was born, but I figured it out. <laughs> that their anniversary and my birthday were not really in alignment. That came much later. Mm-hmm. But I realized how much my mother sacrificed and that, you know, once she had me and she knew she was married to my father, they had my brother, she went back to school at night when we were little and got her teaching degree. Mm-hmm. And she worked. And that's what she always wanted to do. She always wanted to teach. And so she did. And then I think there was a time when teachers weren't really making a whole lot of money. And they're still not making a whole no. lot of money. She worked for a pest control service. I remember her being exhausted a lot. And I remember she would come home and my mom took a bath every night. Wow. And that was her time. Her time. You did not, did not interrupt mom. And I remember learning that the hard way. Right. You don't knock on the door and ask mom a question while she's in the bathtub. But I remember those things. And I remember even when I was out of college and like sort of that sort of realization that my mom really did sacrifice a lot for me and and she worked really hard and it wasn't necessarily her chosen path right you know? so yeah. I mean for that I'm so grateful well Belinda what about Mrs. Fayetteville <laughs> what was her what was her work situation well Miss Fayetteville you know she um, she got married straight out of high school and um, so Mrs. Fayetteville was probably one of her her biggest right but she she did work she worked for uh, a loan company and she said that uh, speaking of the me too days yeah that they would certain people would um tell her that they were gonna go have a meeting at lunch mm. and that she needed to come with them and that she would go because she <clears> thought <throat> it was important or whatever and one thing led to another that it was not a safe place to be and she would have to make a choice. Was she going to have a job tomorrow or, or this, that, or the other? Same thing. Um, I, there was like some dance somewhere or something, some work party. And she said that the one of her bosses gave her a key to his hotel room and said, you can meet me upstairs in the half hour. She told my dad, and of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he took her and they left and he said I don't care if you don't work anymore ever you know whatever right. but, so I think that's some of the um, me too stuff that we right. think mm-hmm. about and right it was just commonplace back then I <laughs> yeah, so. but um, I never knew that stuff and she's just told that probably to me in the last couple of years they were tough yeah they, they had to be they had mm-hmm. to be really tough I think uh, but I had no idea that she ever even dealt right. with that kind of thing. Like, I just didn't think that. She probably, sh- right she probably stuffed you it know? down and yeah. just probably minimized it like mm-hmm. all of us have at some point in our lives where we've been right. in a yeah. situation similarly. But they were young. They were young. Yeah. Very young. Well, what about Dixie with the antique store? How did that come about? It's really cool. I mean, now, does she fun. is she in there, like, talking to the people? And yes, but it's now, like a sense of this, the community being around her and yes, all that. Yes, she's very much the okay. talker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you know, I took a picture the other, not uh, about a year ago, on the door. I mean, Burnsville's a really small town, so mm-hmm. everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows my mother. And I went down to the, I was in town, and I went down there, and she had a sign on the door that said, be back in 15 minutes, help, you know, look around. <laughs> call me if you need me and left her cell phone number wow doors are wide open and i'm just thinking this is so 
this is so my mother, but my father says now that, you know, you go down there and she's asleep <laughs> like this. <laughs> and I, I totally believe that. I yeah. mean, I totally believe that. But and she's there though. She's there and she's happy and she talks everybody, you know, she has people to come and visit her. I mean, she's very fun, very much the talk that's, of the town. That's so great. She is shrinking and she makes fun of that. I mean, she talks about that or that her feet are getting bigger. It's hard to watch them <laughs> decline like that, you know. But she just makes such a joke of it that it's really, it's just a big joke. She now. doesn't care. She, well, you know, she's like, what are you going to do? I mean, she said, I don't have a stomach anymore. My my head is coming out of my pants. My <laughs> <laughs> I mean. My head is coming out of my pants. Yeah. I mean, she's just that funny. I mean, she's hilarious. And Aww. that's, this is how, but originally I told, um. A friend of mine, I said, you know, when mom first started talking about her shrinking, and she really hadn't shrunk that much, but she was talking about it. And I thought, I'm going to get in her car, and I'm going to move the seat back. <gasps> oh, no, you don't do Sherry. that. <laughs> Sherry, do not do that. I think she's shrinking more. Are you kidding? She loved it. She loved you it. did it? <laughs> yes. Talk about food, because food for... Southern people mm-hmm. is such a, an important part of who we are. It means more than sustenance. I mean, it is about love and care. I joke, I sent out this, you know, <laughs> pimento cheese and dipping all for y'all, but I was excited to do that because I love you <laughs> and you guys were coming over and we're having this fun time and that means something. Right. And you learn that. I'm going to cry. You Uh learn that from your mom. You do. And I know that it is something that is a a universal thing because it doesn't matter what ethnicity you are. Every different group has its own beautiful connection to food and what that means when you share it with others. And my mom, that was one of the the biggest things that she Mm -hmm. taught me was hospitality hospitality not to be a great cook but to put care in what it is that you are sharing with these people that you care about that you invite into your home or that you say hey let's go out and do this let's meet here whatever you know so I know and there are certain recipes Mm -hmm. that were my mom's that I still make right and they're nothing special but they were hers and she taught me how to make them right and I think that that is something that mothers and daughters share that is is something that never, never leaves you. And so tell me, my mom taught me how to make the garlic cheese dip, which that's a whole story in itself, <laughs> but, and the sausage balls. I make these all the time. There's a shrimp casserole. There's a green bean casserole. There's all these things, but those things are... When I make those things, she will still be with me. And it's funny because I have been looking for what is it that's going to make me feel like my mom is still around. I'm sorry to get so. But I think think that might be it. Mm -hmm. You know? There's a ritual in that, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's not really about the food. And it, but you know, people joke about Southern women being so concerned with outward appearance, but it's not all that. 
some, it's not about how it looks. It's about, I went to the trouble to do this for you because I think enough of you that I want it to be perfect for you. Right. It's not about showing that I have my stuff together and look at all the platters I have. It's about <laughs> saying, I care so much about you that I'm going to go to all this trouble because you're worth it. That's what it is. The ritual of preparing it, the reason you take a homemade something to someone after someone has passed is not because they need homemade food. It's because you're saying to them, there is nothing I can do to bring this person back. There is nothing I can do to heal the situation. But I can let you know that the whole time I was doing this, I was doing it for you. Yeah. That right. is why you do it. It's not about it looking perfect. It's about the ritual of Caring. that's how you show right. people you love them right. is through your time and through your care. And that's how you do it. Do you have a, a thing that you make that was your mom's thing? I can't be. You no. can't be a part of this. You have to. Sherry it's has, kill. Sherry, <laughs> Sherry has Sherry has taken herself out of the I'm conversation. Out of this conversation. I am not passing anything down to my daughter. My mother didn't pass anything down to me. <laughs> Nothing. I. What did I bring you when your mother died? Do you remember when your mother passed away, what I brought you? No, because I was conveniently steps. away when all of you showed up to my house. I put wine on her steps. <laughs> you wine. did. A lot of wine. Wine. It was good. I bought it. I love you more than life, but I'm I'm not a cook. No, but it's not. But to <laughs> so, Lauren's point, though, you you went out and got that for me, right. and you put I, it on my stoop. It wasn't. I learned. Uh, my grandmother was an amazing, you know, garden. Uh, when I talk mm-hmm. about food, it's always my mammal's food. Because my dad's mother, good Southern, grew up in Burnsville, whatever. Garden food. I mean, I. I still dream about her meals. I love them. I could never duplicate it. You know, she made biscuits by scratch. I would watch her intensely trying to figure out how she did this. And, you know, but Dixie it, was not a cook. But Dixie, no. Dixie, bless her heart. She just, she didn't care. I mean, you know, she made cinnamon rolls. That was our highlight, but she quit making them when my dad said something negative about them. <laughs> oh. She's like, we all had to pay for my father yeah. being mean. So, yeah. so y'all carry this one out. All right. Y'all deal yeah. with we this will, one. We will exclude Dixie <laughs> yes, from the food conversation. Well, but, I will say there was a Christmas morning coffee cake. It's a uh, sour cream coffee cake, and my grandmother made it every Christmas. And y'all, I have made some really fantastic, like, complicated overnight coffee cakes from all kinds of Food Network stars. And every one I make, my kids and my husband and my in-laws that are usually with us on Christmas morning will always say, what's that one that just has, like, the brown sugar and cinnamon on top of it? And y'all, it's like... Maybe seven ingredients. It's like flour, sugar, sour cream, <laughs> eggs, and then on top you put walnuts, brown sugar, cinnamon, nutmeg. It's like super, super simple. And you stick it in the fridge, and the next morning you stick it in the oven, and it's done. And I've done ones that take ten times as long, and everybody's like, where's that? <laughs> and I'm like, I just know from now on. From this point forward, I'm just going to make the sour cream coffee cake. And it's not, I mean, it's not anything... To your point, it takes probably 10 minutes to put together, and right. it uses one bowl. It's not anything super complicated, <laughs> but, but she made it, it all the time, and it's it actually it's is in matters. her handwriting. Oh, that's And awesome. I have um, Bluegrass Winners is like the classic Kentucky cookbook mm-hmm. that ev- everybody in Kentucky has a Bluegrass Winners cookbook. 
and it's got all kinds of wonderful recipes in it. But I have my other grandmother's Bluegrass Winners Cookbook with her handwriting in it that says, That's you know, awesome. good or made for. Something <laughs> oh, yes. And I, there was a multicolored ribbon that she used as a bookmark that I actually took out of there and put it in my nightstand just recently because it's starting to get oh yeah chewed up and not you know it's not gonna last forever and I was like I, I know that nobody else cares about this bookmark but I'm I stuck it in my nightstand because when I'm a hundred <laughs> yeah I'm gonna know right that the ribbon came from the bluegrass winner's cookbook that my grandmother had and well, and who knows? You may give it to Maggie. I hope yes. so. I yeah. yeah I hope yeah, so. Absolutely. I mean, you might. I hope so. So yeah, I mean, it it's in her handwriting. It is stained, the coffee cake, and, but we're gonna have it Christmas morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I might make it this weekend just for the heck oh, of it, since we've been talking should. about it. <laughs> <laughs> you should. What about your mama? My mama was always known as a very good cook, and so on Sundays. Like, whatever family was close, we would come together and we would eat lunch together, which um, was usually fried chicken, fried okra, <laughs> homemade mac and cheese, and it's oh, not like yeah. Oh, yeah. Fun, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that I have failed in learning those things because my sister that's 12 years older to, mm-hmm. older than me, she has taken on that path, like, as kind of the one that fixes the food when we go home you know if my mom can't do it then my sister does it but I was thinking about in the car maybe preparing for this or whatever that you know I haven't really watched my mom make that fried chicken I need to do that yeah she's 86 Mm -hmm. years old yeah I don't know how many does she still make it she does but um my sister's usually with her, you know. Well, well you, you know, know hot grease, 86. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you it's know. not a good call. <laughs> and the same thing at Thanksgiving. Everybody comes to our house for Thanksgiving, but my mama makes the gravy for the rice. Yeah. Because her gravy is the best. It, there's something about the gravy. Yeah. It's magic, and it's so good, but it, I'm always so busy, like, trying to make, take care of all the other details that I don't stand there and like watch her and write it down. I should, and yeah. I've, I've failed in that sense because Aww. I feel like I don't want to miss out well, on you that. Don't, it's not too you late. Know? No, it's not too late. And, and thank goodness, maybe yeah. this is a, a reason that we're a talking push about. To, it. Just make sure. Make, yeah. yeah, and, and you, you haven't failed because have your mom did not know that she was creating a tradition when she right. was making the fried chicken. She was just making the fried chicken. So mm-hmm. you don't know now the thing that you're making that's going to be the tradition for your kids that. You know, never they don't know. Chicken. It doesn't matter. There's something that you make. Yeah, there there's something that you right. make. Thing yeah. That they think yeah. of you. And so yeah, get on it, Belinda. Secret. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about Susan? What's Susan make? Well, I have to say, my grandmother, my dad's mom's voice, she, she is the matriarch family and she would do the same thing as your mom and have these wonderful Sunday dinners and you know mm-hmm. amazing food the fried chicken the jello mold you know oh yeah oh my god oh, yes. with the with the jello and the fruit or mm-hmm. the marshmallows in there ambrosia ambrosia uh, mm-hmm. oh yeah and she oh, would yeah. make you know the deviled eggs and the everything oh, right yeah. so but I would say the big thing for us and that my mom had learned how to make from those Sunday dinners were the green bean casserole, mm. the cornbread dressing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Staple. Staple. And I do remember my grandmother making the gravy, and she would use the giblets, the things uh-huh. that you don't yeah. normally yeah. cook up, you know, when you cook <laughs> them with your mom right there. Mm-hmm. 
And you didn't want to know what those were. Yeah. But they didn't no. make the gravy taste good. <laughs> um, but the dessert, something called Gypsy. What is that? Mm-hmm. It is made with a pound cake, sherry, Cool Whip, all whipped together in um, and vanilla pudding. Oh. It's and called it Gypsy. Is, it's called Gypsy. Mm. And my grandmother used to make it for special occasions, and now my mother makes it. Do you know how to make it? I don't know how to make it. All right, you'll have to get on that. Now I need to get on that. Gypsy. I'm intrigued. Me too. But it it has, you can't really eat it as a child because it has a lot of sherry in it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're not burning it off. You can get the top of it. You can't get down there in the bottom where all that. No. No. It's like a tribal. It's in a bowl. But they called it gypsy. I love that. That's cool. And so my mom will say, I'll make the gypsy. Yeah, and she'll bring so that, fun. right? Because that's the thing. And my, oh, I love that. Fun. So my, my my husband's from the north, right? So, you know, when I married the, the northern boy. <laughs> the, Yankee. the Yankee. The Yankee, yeah. The, that was a big born that was a big deal in my house. Um, being the only girl. My grandmother was the only girl of four. She had three brothers. Mm-hmm. And then she had four sons. Wow. So I was the first girl. Oh, wow. Wow. Granddaughter. <gasps> to come along so there was a little bit of you know fussing over me and what have you but so she you know there's a recipe book that was given to to me on my wedding day that has things from my great-grandmother that my great aunt gave me and and they're clippings from the newspaper because they used to clip out recipes from the newspaper right and then they would you know so they're in this book and there's a little note from my great aunt who said you know here are these recipes this is from my mimi you know, she said, I can't guarantee that you'll get the skills oh. <laughs> that she had. That is funny. <laughs> I will read it to y'all next time. Oh, that's awesome. That go along with creating these recipes. But you can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. So cool. What a hoot. And it's in a flowered, you know, like yeah. binder. Yeah. With those, you know, you know, like a, a three-hole p- punch that has like the recipe card stuck in there. Yeah. Anyway, it was a, it was, yeah, that was a sweet moment. But I think learning something from our mothers, even at this point in their lives, while we still have that opportunity, and to remember that that was a tradition and to share that with our children is is a special thing. Really yeah, is. I will say that. Well, I have those pieces of paper, and I've thought about just taking a picture of these recipes. So that I can have them, but there is something about holding that tangible, yes. worn, out mm-hmm. worn out pieces of paper. They're not going to last, yeah. so you do have to take a picture of them. But there's just something about holding those index cards or that binder. My mom xeroxed these recipes and mm-hmm. put a staple in them, and I can't get rid of that. <laughs> but I think even as older mothers. You know, right before mom passed, the lady from the nursing home who was picking her up from the hospital the last time came in and said, oh, the two of y'all look so much alike. And I said, well, I said, she taught me how to be a woman. And I said, so everything, most everything that I know how to do, I learned from her. And I really made sure that she... I had said this to her before, but I really wanted to make sure that she heard me right. because we do these things and we're doing them right now. 
but we don't really know the impact until they're grown-ups. And for, I wanted her to know that the woman that I am is a, mistakes and all, mistakes and all, you know, it's a huge, what she did was everything. And the things that people do like about me, mom, you had a heavy hand in that. Mm -hmm. And I think that they need to hear that. We think that they just know that. Right. But I do think that they need to hear that. And I was glad I got to, I I didn't know that was the end, but I was glad I got to say that. What do you think, if you, if, not to be morbid, but what would, what would you want to say to your mom, you got, you got, this is the important thing I want to say to her. You know, we're living our lives, we're busy, all of that. But, you know, what do you want to say to your mom? What would, what would be important for her to know from you? What do you think that, what do you think that might be? I think I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Sure. Because of our situations and stuff. Right. Um, but I talk to my mom every day. Yeah. I call her every morning. And um, she is my best friend. Like, I can tell her anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Probably things I shouldn't tell her. <laughs> things she shouldn't worry about. But I can't help myself. Like, I just tell her. And I know that no matter what, she's going to tell me the truth. And she's going to tell me what she thinks. And, and she'll... You know, I don't know. I think that's my biggest thing is I don't know what I'm going to do when I don't have to. And still, right. and she still loves you. Mm-hmm. Mom, I, I drove the car into a tree. <laughs> Mom, I told my baby to shut up. Yeah. There, It doesn't matter what you say to them. Mm-hmm. They're going to. She's going to tell me what she thinks. Yes, yeah, of course. Right, or, right, good or bad, or right or wrong, or if I want to hear it or not, she's going to tell me. But I know she's telling me the truth. Right. No matter what I wear in front of her, or if I don't put my lipstick on, <laughs> she's going to tell me. You didn't put your lipstick on today, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I know at least she's telling me the real deal, and yeah. I don't have to read between the lines. No, that's a it's, it's such a it's such a gift that that they do give you with that. What, what about y'all? What would Dixie, what do you want to tell Dixie? I I Maybe just, I don't want to know what you want to tell Dixie. <laughs> no, I think I want to tell Dixie I get it now. I mean, I know what she was talking about when, you know. I, I mean, I understand that she really was the rock of the family. You know, I think that's the, I, I, I just feel like that, you know. But, but I think I've told her that. You do? <laughs> yeah, I think I, yeah. I think I'm like, oh, I get it now. I totally understand what you're talking about or what you were talking about. But, yeah, and, that, you know, the humor she gave me, I mean, she makes me laugh all the time. She still does. Yeah. Even though she may not mean to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, we, I like that relationship of um, just the fun part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, her nickname or her grandkids call her Guma. Guma. Guma, because I, she thought it was, because I thought it was a cute name. Well, I thought it was the dumbest name I'd ever heard. It was from Knott's Landing, and those blame bratty twins called their grandmother Guma. Oh my gosh. And I hated it. I thought it was awful, and I thought, wouldn't that be funny if I could get these kids to call mom Guma? 
Oh. And it stuck. And she, for years, thought it was because I thought it was such a cute name. And I finally told her. And she was like, oh, I, you're so bad. And I'm like, but that... <laughs> I'm not slandering. Yeah. I mean, I, oh those God. kids drove me crazy. Those little bratty kids of Val and Gary, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, but you know. It, she the, loves it, though, when you play those tricks on her. She because loves it. you learn she how to loves, play tricks. Yeah. Because of she, Dixie. She taught me how to be that funny, you know. Mm. That's, I mean, yeah. she, you know, she didn't she take life like too seriously. She didn't. I mean, she laughed a lot, she and she made me it. laugh. And mm-hmm. I mean, I remember just always feeling safe. And even now, she just makes me feel safe. Mm-hmm. That's oh, the wow. thing. That's Mothers powerful. make you feel safe. Mm-hmm. And when they're, I mean, that's the one thing. When you know, when mm-hmm. it is over, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'll never feel safe again. Yeah, I there just is. don't think you can feel that. Safe. No, it's a soft place to land. Yeah, you know, it's always a soft place to land. Right. Whether they're yelling at you or right. hugging your neck, it's you know. But if just, I'm in trouble, I know I call her, and I'm like, I mean, she, you know, I she's going to be on your side exactly. And I used to think I could, you know, she could do anything I wanted. You know, like if I want to. I love Barbara Streisand, and I remember when I was in high school, she was doing a concert, and I was like, Mom, come on, it's Barbara Streisand. She's like, are you crazy? I'm like, but I'm thinking, that was the first time I think I didn't really get something I really wanted. Right. How outrageous. I mean, that's, you know, that's it's true. pretty I mean, amazing. She couldn't do that. Right. And But I always thought she just could, you know. You just mm-hmm. think your parent, your, well, for me, my mom, could make anything happen. Super women. Super women. I mean, you just thought they could, and then, you know, you grow up and you think, oh, mm-hmm. it's not really realistic to think that, you know. Right. So, but I think that's it. The, the humor she gave me of that, you know, that's And you've told her, poorly. and that mm-hmm. that's yeah, good. I, I think I she knows. Her, you you yeah. know that she knows. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we laugh a lot when we're together yeah. now. So, um, yeah. So I think that's, for both of us, I think that's that's the best part of our relationship. So. Well, what about you, Maybe Mom? one day I'll do lipstick. Lipstick. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe one day. I think my mom put her head down a lot and just plowed through. Tough. Yeah. Strong. Mm-hmm. And you Lauren's are. Lauren's mom is awesome. And you are. And yeah. Yeah, you are. Do you think that she knows that you know that? I She's so. nodding. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. Too. I think that when you're a child, you don't have the perspective to see what your parents are doing as adults. But, but isn't it? But isn't it such a gift, though, to be able to look at it with your grown-up woman yes. eyes? Yeah. And it is a gift. It is because you know, whereas I saw her as my protector, this making it happen woman for you, Lauren. Um, and then as a grown up, you realize, oh, it was really hard. Yeah. They were, they were doing that for us. Mm-hmm. Your mom, you're, you're here. You're here. I'm here. That's because the she was doing it for you. And, you know, we just, um, we walk around as kids and teens and even in my twenties, you know, Oh, that's mom. And then something changes. And I, I don't know if it's 
becoming a mom or just being a, a, a grown-up person in charge of yourself. Right. But you just realize how hard it must have really been. Absolutely. And the struggles and the triumphs and the blessings, you know, all of those things. Because we're, we're going through it now. Yeah. And, you know, someday our kids will look back and go, oh, wait. I remember thinking so specifically, oh, wait, my mom was 35 years old. (laughs) Oh, my God. She wanted to go out with her girlfriends. She wanted to go buy a new pair of jeans. She wanted to sit down and read a magazine and drink a cup of coffee in silence. You know, take a bath. bath. Yes. Nobody knock on my bathroom door. Right? But they just are those... Those things, and I, you know, I'll I'll miss mom. I think my mom went to bat for us a lot. Yeah, I mean, not like with school administrators, right? But I think you know, even with my dad, you know, my parents are still married. But I think with my dad, I think I think there were a lot of times that my dad would have shut stuff down, and I think my mom was like, "Nope, Mm -hmm. she's gonna do that." Nope. He's going to, and even going away to college. I mean, my dad was not super pumped about me going to college 400 miles away. And when I say he's not super pumped, I mean like super pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and my mom went away to college. And I said before we started this, my grandmother, her mom was the first person in her fa- whole family to read. I know my grandmother valued education. My mom went to a really great university. And I think that when I wanted to go away to school, my mom was like, she's got to go. And yeah. I think that honestly, you know, financially, it was not super easy. Yeah. And I think my mom was like, there is, I never, ever remember. I remember my dad making a couple small comments, but I never remember there being any conversation about whether that was possible or not. That was probably really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a huge deal. Yeah. yeah. A huge yeah. deal. Well, and it's a rite of passage, too, is life, you know, learning how to live on your own and being that far away. I mean, that's. And getting space. Yeah. 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 Well, and isn't there such a power it. in that phrase? I'm the mom. Right. And there's something that is indescribable. There really is. About I'm the mom. Mm-hmm. And our moms had it. Mm-hmm. And then at some point we realize, oh, that's what they were doing. And then now you feel like, oh, I have it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm the mom. Life into this world. <laughs> uh, seriously. Right. Okay. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Forgive, forgive me. Forgive me. Yeah. yeah. Please forgive me please because forgive me. I had no idea what what this was really about. I think I have to say this far exceeded my expectations <laughs> for the night. And where we maybe I mean we had some really funny stories, but the thing that we had most of was this really introspective look at our relationships with our moms and ultimately what that means, not just for us, but on a broader scale. And I love all you guys. And I think it's so cool that you have such different moms and all powerful women and that we would sit here and be able to sit here in their shadow, so to speak, being the women that we are because of who they were um, with their with their mistakes and 
with their successes and with their good choices and bad. Um, my mom had a lot of those, a lot of really great choices and a lot of really bad ones, but we love them. Mm-hmm. And when wow. you think about your, your own kids mm-hmm. and how they feel about you, don't you think that it's a little freeing to know that at the end of it all, when they're sitting there grown up with their kids, paying their bills and going to PTA and sitting at the ball field and going to the 95th dance recital, that they're going to be thinking, wait a minute, (laughs) they did something pretty okay, almost right. And that's that's worth something. (laughs) Good point. That's worth something. So last thoughts. Last thoughts about tonight. Anybody have any last thoughts about moms and um, what we what we talked about here tonight? For me, the takeaway is that um, we're all really alike. The great equalizer is being a parent. You know, we should never have anything to really fight about because we're literally all doing it together. It's the same thing we're all doing. The best we can. The, the best, best we, we can, can. With where there we are is today. no book that tells you how to be a good parent. No book. <laughs> no book. I mean, <laughs> there's no right or wrong. And so you do the best you can do. Yeah. And hope for the best. Right. Say a few prayers and just think, okay. Thank you so much for um, being here and sharing all of this. And cheers. 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 Great cheers to, to moms. To moms. <laughs> to moms. <laughs> Well, that'll do it for this edition of Sweet Tea Talk. Thanks for listening, y'all. And join us next time as we spill the tea on another hot topic. Y'all see what I did there? I'm going to close with a little Southern saying that you can take and enjoy. Y'all know why Southern women are so spiritual. Why, honey, the higher the hair, the closer to God. Have a great one, y'all. Bye now.